Well, if you have your Bibles, uh, you should know where we're opening up to, Exodus chapter 20. And we're continuing our series on Let's Be Honest, a series really through the Ten Words, the Ten Commandments uh, given to Moses and the children of Israel at Sinai millennia ago. And uh, so didn't, didn't the kids just do an amazing job today? Can we give them another hand? Thanks, kids, for helping us today. Family Sunday is the first Sunday of every month, and we have the kids in with us to let them see what it's like to see their parents worship the Lord and also to give our, our children's workers a time to be with adults in, uh, in uh, adult church. And so we're glad that everyone is here today. But we're on this journey together. And so we have one verse today, and that is Exodus 20, verse 7. So hear this this morning. You shall not misuse the name of Yahweh your God. For Yahweh will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses the name. Let us pray. Father, help us to understand this verse. Not just as a commandment, but the deeper meaning of this wonderful verse that calls us to a new level of freedom. Help us in all we do to hear your voice today. In your name, amen. Now, I don't know uh, if any of you like these things, um, but um, there are these things occasionally in a store. I think it probably has to do with getting rid of stale, uh, candy that's about to go off. But uh, the mix and match bin, do you guys like these things? You know, like you see them and it's like any two or three for, you know, three dollars or whatever. And uh, you go over and you can kind of rummage through and it really doesn't matter um, what you get. It's just there. You know, you could, it doesn't have to be the same brand of candy. Like you could get Hershey's and you could get M&M's. Um, you could do like fruity candy or you could do chocolatey candy or you could do what gross people do and get licorice, black licorice candy. Um, you know, you can just, whatever you want, you can just mix and match it together. And you go up to the register and, uh, and you pay one thing, right? Now, this carries over into our lives, right? We like to mix and match things. And sometimes people think they're pretty gross. Like, okay, so I like bananas on a peanut butter sandwich. Anybody else with me on that one? Good, okay. So that one's not too gross. I also love green olives in black beans. Oh my goodness. This is, a, this is a Cuban dish. If you have not tried it, go home today. Black beans, just heat them up. Throw a few green olives and a little of the brine in there. Stir it up. Oh, that's so good. You see? We, we mix and match things. And then we try them and we, we, we think it's normal, right? And then we kind of crave it and, and, and we do these things together. Now, don't you guys do this too. We all do this. And there's some weird people out there. There are people who like bananas on their pizza. I'm sorry, that's, that's sinful right there. That's just, that's the 11th commandment. Thou shalt not put bananas on your pizza. Um, look, at, look at this. This actually was created. Cappuccino potato chips. It's a party bag. That's like, I don't know, loser party of three uh, and eat the whole bag. No thanks. Um, Marmite or Vegemite on anything? Not a good combination. Where's Ian? Is he in here today? 
uh, Marmite, you know, it's a British thing. No, anything without at all. No, it's no good, no good. There is even someone in this congregation right now who likes peanut butter on a sandwich with, yes, mayonnaise. That's not ice cream, it's mayonnaise. Oh, there's more than two, there's more than one. I'm shocked. Wow. There are ones of you. Good. It should remain that way. We all have these mix and match things that we put together. And, you know, we get a craving for it once we get the taste and the flavor for it. And there's nothing wrong with any of these combinations. But our commandment today begins to talk with us about there are some things that should not be mixed and matched. This is the spirit of our commandment today. That we cannot take, we cannot mix the name of the Lord our God with empty or vain things. Things that don't match God's character. So we have to look at a few things in the spirit of this third commandment. Um, the first thing is the word misuse, okay? Uh, and that word misuse, um, for some of you it will say, um, let's see, you should not use, take the, take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's kind of the older translation. Uh, the newer translation, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Uh, and so um, we kind of need to take this together. So this is the Hebrew word tashah. So can we all say tashah together? Okay, one more time, just so you, you get it. It's a really simple word to say, but let's say it together. Tasha. And one last time, so you dream about it. Ready? One, two, three. Tasha. It really has the literal connotation of to take something up, or literally to carry something. You take it up with a purpose. So we'll, we'll see how it gets to be translated as misuse in just a second. But it is this idea of we're taking up something for a purpose. So what are we not to misuse? What are we not to take up for vain purposes? And that is the same name. We're not to take up the name of Yahweh, your God. The, the same name as in the first commandment. Remember, we, we heard that. The one who delivered you from Egypt, from the house of bondage. The one who set you free. We looked about last week. The one who jealously wants you to remain free. Uh, remember, if you, if you didn't, weren't here the last two weeks, it's worth going back. Go on the website or to your podcast app and listen to those sermons. Uh, it'll get you kind of caught up and get you in the tenor of how these are really good things for us. It is this God, this Yahweh, who sets free, who delivers from bondage, who jealously wants you to remain free. But there's a little more to it than that. We also have to look at Exodus chapter 3. Now, this is when God called Moses. Uh, we always call it the, uh, the, the burning book. Time Again, I don't know why I keep pushing the Ten Commandments movie, but you'll see Charlton Heston go to the burning bush, right? Uh, go see it if you, if you would like to. It's, it's okay. It's a little dated, but it's fine. Uh, but he asks the voice out of the, out of the bush, who is it that I should say sent me when they ask me, whose name are you coming to us in to set us free? Well, first of all, he should know that God, the voice says, I am the God of of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So it's connected all the way back. But he also says, I will be 
who I will be. That's literally what kind of the name Yahweh means. And, and rather than getting into a long philosophical discussion on the ground of being and all those kinds of things, can I get an amen? All right. Um, suffice it to say that what is wrapped up in this I will be who I will be is that you can't nail me down because I am also free. I am a God who is concerned about freedom, but I am free in myself. And I will be who I will be, but be assured that I will be there for you. And I will be the one who sets you free. We have to understand this. This is wrapped up in all of this name of who God is. But we also have to look at the kind of towards the end of Exodus. Exodus 33. You can read this in your Bibles if you'd like to. Um, But we see that Moses wants to see all the goodness of God. And God kind of obliges. He puts him in a cleft of a rock and covers his hand and allows and passes by and allows Moses to see the the the, him going away. Going by. But the word that is declared, he says, I am Yahweh. I will be merciful to whom I will be merciful. I will be compassionate to whom I will be compassionate. In other words, uh, I, God is the free to choose whom God is merciful or compassionate to. Not Moses. Not Israel. Not churches. Not preachers, not you, and not me. Because we would probably draw the line too narrowly. God wants to remain free. And God is open to be merciful to whom God will be merciful. And God will be compassionate to whom God will be compassionate. This is all wrapped up in this name that we are not to take with vain purpose. So I wanted to read this. I I wrote this down. So the name we are taking up for a purpose is a name for the God who frees slaves and jealously wants them to remain free. Who we can't be in charge of, but who will always be and be there and who is merciful and compassionate even to those that we might leave out. This is important for us to grab hold of. This is important for us to know because this is all what's wrapped up in the name we are not to misuse. Okay? So then we have to look at this word, vain purpose. Okay? We need to look at this. We can't, what it basically boils down to is that we cannot mix God's name with things that don't match God's character. That's what we're seeing in the name. That the name and who God is and His character and what He's all about, they line up. They match. They, they go together. He declares, I am Yahweh. I will be. And He's the one who frees and jealously wants you to remain free. He's the one who will be merciful and compassionate to who He wants to be merciful and compassionate to. And this is what it means to not use God's name for empty purposes. We cannot mix God's name with things that do not match God's character. It's not just about cussing. <laughs> Can I say that? It's, I, I think that's, that's the thing. We just think, oh, well, I, I don't cuss, so I'm, I'm good on this commandment. Or at least in my cussing, I don't use God's name in it. <laughs> and we just move on, right? But, but what does... Now, now, don't get me wrong... This does include cursing, right? 
It is misusing the name of God who frees people and is merciful and compassionate to use that name and match it, to mix that and match it with something that is cursing someone, placing judgment upon somebody, putting them down, getting rid of them. That is to break the spirit of this commandment. You are mixing the name of God with something that does not match God's character. So it does include that, but it has to go way deeper than that. And that's where I want you to lean in on this one. Because this really has something to say for religion. This has something really to say to preachers and to churches that we cannot mix God's name with something that doesn't match God's character. And if God is the God who frees people, then as a pastor, I cannot do things that put you in slavery. In slavery to shame, in slavery to uh, making sure that you always need me all the time to make sure that I'm the one who pronounces forgiveness on your sins and I keep you attached just to me. No, God is the God who frees. And, And unfortunately, preachers can really use that name to feed their own egos. And this commandment I want to keep before me always as a pastor to say in what I'm about to say, am I mixing God's name with something that doesn't match God's character? It, it means that I, I, I have to be merciful. I, you know, if I want to look like God, then, then I'm just going to be merciful and compassionate. Because I don't know who God's going to be merciful and compassionate to, so let's just be merciful and compassionate, right? That, that's the important part. We cannot, as preachers, use God to sell things. <laughs> And to to keep people just connected to us. And to feed our own ego needs. And churches, we can't be non-welcoming. We can't keep some people out. We have to open the doors. Of course we're going to talk about the ways that God delivers us and makes us free. And the ways that God keeps us free. And there are things that we do and don't do. But those doors have to be open. Why? Because ours is a God who sets people free, who is merciful and compassionate to whoever that God wants to be merciful and compassionate to, and we have to have the doors open and ready. That, that's, that's us. That's, that's what this is about. And if we're not, then we are mixing the name of God with something that does not match His character. Now, this one almost seems too easy. Okay? So hang with me for just a second. It does say something to politicians. And it says something, I've got both symbols up there, right? So it says something to the left. I'm sorry. The left and the right. Okay? But we hear this, right? Every election campaign. Quoting Bible verses, and God bless America, and all of those kinds of things. That's wonderful. Remember, I said both the left and the right do this, right? Okay, so don't be offended. Or be offended correctly. One of the two. And, there, and, and listen to this. There may be certain things about whatever party's political platform that do, there may be some things that line up with God's character. Okay? There may be some. But ultimately, God is a God of all the cosmos, Right? And so God cannot be behind any one party's national agenda. God is bigger than our national agenda. Right? God has to be bigger than that. Or that that he's not God. And, And so 
we have to say, oh, politicians, you know, go vote, vote your party, whatever you want to do. But know that God is not going to be tied down to any national agenda. God's bigger. We can't mix that with and match it with God's character. So we have to, we kind of have to hold that loosely, hold that lightly. Okay, let's go on. We could talk, you know, more about security. We could talk about comfort, all those kinds of things. We talked about that the last couple of weeks. I'll refer you again back to the podcast and to the website for you to listen to those. So we are, this is important for you to grasp, because you are meant to take up the name of Yahweh for the world. You are meant to do this with a purpose, though. You are to mix God's name with something that matches God's character in your life. That's why it's not just about words. It's about your life. You were called to image Yahweh out into your world. We saw this from the very beginning when just a few weeks ago we were talking in Genesis and God created humankind in God's image. It means that we are to be the image bearers in our world. We are to do this to show God's character out to our friends, our families, our colleagues. We just need to make sure that we are not mixing God's name with something that does not match God's character. This is what this is all about. So I'll ask you, where are you mixing God's name? How's it going? Maybe it is with the words that come out of your mouth. (laughs) Maybe you need God to set your mouth truly free. Which means that, that He helps you be in charge of the words that come out of your mouth. That they are words of mercy and compassion and not the daggers like you see on the screen there. That we begin to let God shape that and free you from that. Maybe you're looking and you would say, in my life, there's not a lot of mercy that is taking place right now in the words, in my actions, and in my life. And I really want to see that take place. I want to be someone who is filled with compassion. Because when we speak the name and it's matched with God's character, and when we do these things, we will begin to find out that you are imaging God out into the world. You are mixing and matching, but it's good. And we begin to see that people are seeing who God is and what God is about in your world. Not just something that they wait, upon, wait for when Jesus comes back. Do you see how these two have to be merged together? Now, if you're saying, well, my life's not very filled with mercy or compassion. My words aren't doing that right now. There's good news for you. And there's a great Hebrew word. I wish you would all learn this word. It's the word teshuva. Can you say that with me? Very good. I heard it over here. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's say it again. Ready? One, two, three. Teshuva. And one last time so you dream about it. Teshuva. This is the word for turn around or have my entire mindset changed. It is this, I was going in this direction and I saw that this wasn't the direction of 
of mixing God's name with something that matched God's character. And so I'm repenting. I'm turning around. I'm moving in a different direction. I'm having my mindset change. It's the same word that Paul would use in Philippians when he said, I wish that all of you would have the mindset of Christ. That though He was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but He emptied Himself and gave of Himself and gave and gave and even died to show us how passionately God wants you and I to be free. This is what this commandment is all about. And so I want you to know today the season of Lent is here for us to have some time to at least do a check-in. And if we're seeing that I'm mixing God your name with things that aren't matching your character, then I can repent. I can, what's our Hebrew word again? Teshuvah. And move in the direction that I know is going to lead me to freedom. It is going to lead your image to be shown in the world so that others can also be free. What a great thing. So what if we allowed Yahweh to be and to have mercy? You know, it's really not that difficult. Uh, if, if you wanted to see what, uh, if we looked for ways to be merciful and compassionate, it's this simple. So many of you are in life groups on Sunday mornings. I would challenge you to spend some time to talk in your life group. What could we do this Lent season before Easter? What could we do to show some mercy and some compassion? Maybe it's just taking your life group and you go down and you're going to serve at the gospel mission. Maybe you're going to be like our youth group that went down a few weeks ago and they handed out when it was cold and they handed out blankets and hot chocolate and just tried to talk with folks that were down there and see how things were going. Um, You can do these simple things. Uh, Maybe you want to help people be free. You know, we have Grief Share starting this Wednesday. And this is a ministry of our church that is going to help people be in their grief and walk them through to the other side. What freedom. Maybe there are other uh, addictions that you're struggling with. Maybe, maybe you, you need to allow God to help you with the help of a 12-step group or a counselor or something like that. Maybe you say, well, I don't struggle with all of those things. Maybe you can be a person who prays for our grief share group or for those struggling with addictions. Maybe you can begin to pray and to serve. You know, we have a, we have a preschool here. How long has it been since you've prayed that the teachers, the directors, and all that goes on in that ministry would begin to realize they have a great responsibility of mixing God's name with God and showing God's character to kids and to their family. To, to come maybe to some of the events that they do and just be there to see the ministry that's going on. And be a part of that. To pray for Jen and Liz right over here that they would be, find these incredible ways to mix and match with the daycare and with those families. What, what an incredible opportunity. But the wonderful thing is, is that God is so committed to this mixing and matching that He says to each and every one of us at this table, yes, I have everything you need and you can mix and match Bread and cup. This is what you need to take my image into you so that you can then image God out into the world. What an incredible, incredible thing that Jesus would do for us. 
Would you stand and receive the final blessing? And now, may you all go about mixing and matching, but doing so in the spirit of the commandment. May you take up God's name with purpose. And may your life show God's character out in your world. A character that blesses. A character that looks for freedom. A character that is merciful and compassionate. And I pray that you will then see that your life begins to look like Jesus, who perfectly embodied His Father when He was with us, when He loved us and served us, when He died and when He was raised. I pray this for you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Go in peace.